I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Jay Cross, how good would you say you are at the guitar? I would say I... Your three choices are beginner, intermediate, or advanced. Probably beginner. Okay, excellent. How would you like to move up? intermediate i'd really like to be an intermediate guitar player that's the only thing i've ever wanted to be good that's about as far as you'll get yes unless Uh you use guitar tricks okay tell me more guitar tricks is an excellent website to teach you how to move from beginner Mm -hmm. to intermediate Mm -hmm. to advanced guitar okay whether you're just starting out or whether you know you could be you should be better than you are like me indeed yes um guitar tricks uh will help you move through those stages as a guitar player and good for you jay cross we have worked together with Guitar Tricks to bring a 14-day free trial to not only you, but to the listeners of the Guitar Nerds podcast. So that means I can try it for 14 days, and if I'm not into it, just cancel it. You can, indeed. But I'm probably going to be into it. I think you probably will. Okay. You'll notice a uh, swift advancement of your guitar skills. Excellent. So, do you want to know where you can get this offer? Where can you get the offer? Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Can you repeat that for me? I can. Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Is there um, like an app that you can use or do you have to do it on your computer? (laughs) Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joined this evening by Matt Knight. Good evening. Jay Cross. Hello, Mark and gang. And Joe Branton. I am here for bass-related queries. Oh, it's been a long time since oh, we heard the bass-related queries. I was thinking we should do, like, we should throw the listeners off the scent by, like, doing our original a th- intro. A throwback episode. Yeah, do, like, the three-year-old intro. Or oh, f- does that mean I need to go back to only talking about Baja Telecasters and <laughs> yeah. Police you Juniors? You still only talk about Baja It's <laughs> our, our first week <laughs> off of YouTube and everything's changed. Yeah. Um, thanks, for, uh, yeah. thanks for joining us this evening. Um, as I just said, this is our first back to the old school with oh, audio only it feels good it, it feels good fe- to be able to podcast naked again well and also with this evening we're podcasting much later than we normally would um, yeah and we wouldn't have been able to do that if it had been a live stream exactly we're unexpectedly podding later and uh, it would have completely muffed up the live stream so oh, it feels it does feel quite good to not have to 
I mean, I've not dressed up. You know, I normally yeah. put on a real flashy yeah. outfit exactly. for the video. And now it's just you and your nipple tassels. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, pasties all over the place. Exactly. Indeed. Indeed. Um, this is the 99th episode of Guitar Nerds, by the way. We're <laughs> we're one week away from the episode 100 mega quiz spectacular. Oh, my God. I'm really worried about that. I've come last in every single quiz. Dis- didn't, didn't you? How did you? Ho- oh, you just I hosted, hosted the was, first one. Because it was my idea. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some. That's the sort of um, that's the sort of creative idea that gets you to the uh, pinnacle of your profession, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like thanks, being like, man. right. I know I'm not going to win, but I want to host, so <laughs> I'll suggest it. Yeah. I was thinking <laughs> I would just get to host it every time. No. 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 Yeah. No. See, that's kind of like um, I do a similar thing when uh, when I know if I'm like if we're going out. What I used to do at the shop is if I knew we were going out for a pint after work. I would get a round of coffees in earlier oh, in the day. Oh, that's nice. clever. Cheap. Because nice. I knew it was cheaper than getting a round of beers in. That's, that's so you get, and but it's equally as appreciated. Yeah, that is, that so is you get true. a round of coffees in at like sort of three o'clock or something. Don't tell anyone, you just go and get them. I'm and never going like, to oh, trust you again. Well, absolutely. I don't, how are you enjoying, your, uh, how are you enjoying your, your cup of tea there, mate? Yeah, You're welcome. Okay. I don't know if you've noticed, Jay, but I do it when I invite people around to our house to watch uh, movies and stuff. It's so that I don't have to go out anywhere. That's yeah, my... That is, yeah, that uh, what do you mean, have I noticed that? Of course I've noticed yeah. that. Um, speaking, of, speaking of the shop, mm. uh, as you just did, um, the last time we got to 100 episodes of a podcast, it was when we did it in the shop, and Mark left us. He did. We talked about this last week. Who's out yeah, next? Yeah, talking about it again. Yeah, no one's out. It's going to be... A, it's, it's scarred me. Can we make to it host to, a podcast. Can we make it to 101? Yeah, without, we can. Without a relationship oh, wow. breaking down. Can we do like a Mark Packham <laughs> special if we get to 101? This is your life. You yeah. bring in like former oh. guests. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> oh. um, yes, yeah, so next week, uh, do, make sure you are listening next week because it is episode 100. I've got an um, incredible quiz lined up um, oh. for the boys. A uh, few different rounds. Uh, there's gonna what be sort of rounds are there? Um, there's some general knowledge. There's some that are based on the <laughs> podcast itself. There are some that are based on certain brands. There is a there is a sort of creative round, as far as I can remember. Right, Um, it's going to be good. Is that like you have to build a guitar out of plasticine? Exactly that. Who can build the best? I mean, Matt's going to have to do it in London and then show us on the can. I I would also suggest. (laughs) So last, I, I do remember that last time. Uh, we did this. I was, and I think it's in the YouTube comments of the uh, of the of the the quiz that we did. Um, there was like all these comments of people being like, "Oh, I got like fifty points, and you know, you losers only got like thirty points each or something." And it's like, well. Yeah, but you you were answering all of the questions that we were all like, you know, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think what we should do is like, people should. Scorecards. Pick, pick a pick. team. Oh, yeah. You should pick a, not a team, but pick a, an individual yeah. team brand and be like, right, I'm on, well, I mean, obviously nobody's going to choose your team, but oh. uh, in fact, they're, they're probably all going to be on Matt's team. Uh, or maybe they will go with you because they'll th- because they'll think Mark they, they will take pity on you. Me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they'll easily win. <laughs> um, but no, I think that's that's the thing to do is to like everyone everyone to like find the time to sit down and score yourself and then let us know in the uh, in the uh, in the forum definitely yeah, definitely how you got on. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be us. it's going to be a good quiz. I think I've put together something pretty uh, pretty awesome. So Wonderful. yeah, episode one hundred next week, which will not be marred by anyone leaving the podcast. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> so, 
a uh, few things to go over. We've been uh, it's been quite busy this week. Do we want to acknowledge Bo Banton? Because <laughs> well, you just have. You just have because we so we went to the guitar show in Birmingham this week and that, I mean that is what this episode that's what is this about. episode is about and we'll get to that but driving to uh, the guitar show this week you are you okay with talking yeah, about yeah, this yeah yeah of course okay fine um, you sort of were looking at your phone and I think you said oh bloody hell what is this yeah. um, describe what you were uh, freaked out about well it's it's funny isn't it because i just decided that i was going to like sort out my instagram and make it really um really like uh guitar centric and and have loads of cool stuff on there and i was thinking ah oh, you know I, I deleted some old stuff like i had videos of me making funny noises i was like oh, i'll delete these and make this a cool instagram account for cool guitars and stuff. i noticed you've been posting a lot more guitars recently you're trying to go all corporate and yeah stuff. yeah that's 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 it and i noticed that someone I don't know who someone has created a spoof account of me. Bo Banton. Called Bo Banton. Is it at Bo Banton? I think so. B-O-E-B-A-N-T-O-N. Yeah. And they just keep uploading pictures of my face. It's, uh, it's the best because <laughs> it's so subtle. The trolling is <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I would go follow. I don't, I don't know because I, I would have thought my drummer, but he's in India. So I would have thought my mate Dave, who a couple of years ago pioneered the... Uh, delete joe branton on facebook um movement m- movement yeah which was it which and he, was a big he, success he made a video showing you how to unfriend, how to unfriend on me on facebook fantastic and shared that around the internet absolutely so fantastic people, people started unfriending so, me at Bo I thought him, but he's just had a baby so it's, it's not, not him. him maybe he's bored though maybe he's up at night with nothing yeah, better to do maybe we suspect it might be a listener and if it is one of you great work absolutely fantastic work. well done well done at Bo Banton on Instagram. So, right. uh, so, so now Bo Banton's probably going to get more followers yes, than, than my is, Instagram that, account, so, okay. which is full of relevant guitar nerd stuff. This is the actual mission is um, do we? how do we get Bo Banton to have more followers than Joe Brett? Joseph underscore 900. Oh, no, no. Ah, it's, it's Joseph 900. Well, that's the problem. Oh. What, your it Instagram was... handle isn't the same as your Twitter? No. All right, granddad. No, yeah. yeah, but the Twitter came l- later. I didn't want the underscore. What, so someone, someone, okay. What do you? Yeah, someone took Yosef nine hundred on Twitter. Oh, are you looking that way around? Me? Oh, damn it. Um, so at Bo Banton on Instagram. If it is one of you listening, excellent work. Massively uh, commend you on that. As long as it doesn't get anywhere creepy, because at the moment it's funny. Don't do anything weird. Um, stick with the oh, uh, you know the jovial Bo Banton. Well, they're 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 lifting they're lifting photos off of my Facebook, and definitely if you if you hunt through, is your the Facebook pictures, not private though? No, why would you make it private? Oh, there there are go. definitely pictures of me naked on my Facebook. Okay, good, good. So Bo Banton's uh, things will be out. Yeah, his bic, if you will. Um, so we mentioned there that we drove to the guitar show in Birmingham, which is going to be the Did thrust. We? The thrust of this. We we drove to be uh, J- you, you J Cross. J Cross uh, drove his gallantly. white Rav Four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drove to uh, up to Birmingham to the guitar show, which is the UK's biggest guitar show. Is that right, Matt? I think so. It's definitely. It, it didn't used to be. I thought the south now. of England was bigger. No, definitely not. South of England no, was no. pretty small. I it guess was, so. It was packed. This one had proper stands. This yeah, one had, this like one had proper, proper dividers stands. and yeah. like proper little cubicles for companies to actually stand in, where the South of England one was like... Just tables. Painted, painted and decorated tables with uh, white cloth on. Yeah. It was really um, fun, But the South of England show was more like... 
Yeah, it was very different because the South of England show was more like vintage stuff and dealers, and this yeah. was much more like brand focused. Yeah, so, South, South of England big one. Brands out. Yeah, the South of England one was really there for pe- people turned up with like two grand to buy a guitar it, at well, the South of England one, whereas I think this one was more about checking stuff out. No, I don't think so at all. Oh, we, there were we, had of- with, um, we had a chat with we had a chat with Armhs who mm-hmm. uh, is in charge of PRS in Europe, Europe? I yeah. think. And he was, was like, he yeah. I didn't even see Jez him. was there, yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, we've sold loads. It's been great. Oh, it's great. And yeah, I, I actually, what, I spoke I'm, to MSL Pro, who were there with DV Mark and Mark Bay, Yes. And they sold two of the brand new oh, really? mini 250 watt heads, which we Very have cool. to talk about. Well, so, so cool. well, I was going to say, what you need to bear in mind is that there was a lot of builders there who you would never get to see their guitars in the shop. So if you've been a fan of them for for a while, this may be your great only chance, chance to actually completely. get and play one. So, But um, so Mark and I, when we were... Um, when we were talking to Jez and looking at the PRS stand, we both sort of took a step back and went, "They look all right, didn't they?" They look. Yeah. It, they when look, you when you see right. a lot of PRS together, I think laid they, out really well, yeah. really nicely. Yeah. What's the one? What's the single cut with the scratch plate? The Myra. Yeah, that is a cool guitar. No, they're I not single cut. That. They're double cut. Oh, the Vela. The Vela. Yeah. Yeah. The Myra is also no. really cool. No, have I no, got? I think a... the Vela's double cut as well, isn't it? How oh, is it? What's the single cut one? Single cut one is the two four five. You're thinking of the the Starla, Starla, Starla. That's it. Jazz mastery type one with the uh, TV Jones style pickup in the neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they're awesome. It was just it was just a really great show. We saw a mixture of um, a mixture of uh, like small dealers who we hadn't heard of. There was um, there was a number of distributors there. So um, who well, I can't remember the name. Z Music. Of well, no, I was actually thinking of they were there, which was great. Z Music, who are some of our new best mates. Yeah. Uh, so Z Music distribute. Um, who was there? Ormsby. Zoe and Chris. Yeah, Zoe and Chris. Uh, they distribute Ormsby and Cole Clark, oh, Cole Flapswood. Yeah, they they were great. Oh, and, and Stonefield. And um, indeed, who is it? Audio music. Music audio, audio distribution. Music audio distribution, something like that. Um, those those guys had um, some really amazing new pedal brands. They appear to be, and I think those two distribu- distributors are like really sort of paving the way within their own sort of little niche. Like Zed Music are obviously going after that um, like ultra modern guitar world, and then musical audio or, or oh, I can't remember what they Matt, were Matt can you remember the uh, the company that's distributing Emma pedals no I can't I so they're doing remember. I've got a card somewhere but they're, they're doing uh, they're doing Emma and they're doing Dark Glass, uh, Dark Glass. they're doing Earthquake Canal Fairfield Engineering it's called Fairfield, Fairfield, um, Fairfield Circuitry and uh, Two Notes as well which yeah. is you know one of our favourite yeah. brands um, and so, we've missed two or three out oh yeah, well, yeah of course well yeah, they're yeah. doing Maxon as well they I think were Maxon doing Maxon and Providence Providence uh, I'm pretty Providence. sure I can remember everything that was on there so yeah. it was you know that was really cool and um, and even and I th- even like some of the big players I thought did like I thought the Marshall stand looked really good. Yep. I thought the Fender stand looked amazing. And I you know quite often I think at these places it can it can look a little bit with the big brands. It can look a little bit a little bit fake or a little bit like sort of not cared about. It's yeah. hard to be interesting. Completely be a big completely. Brand. Well, but the way that Fender did it I thought was amazing. Like they had all of their guitars there and loads of um Mustang 2s or Mustang 1s and some Sennheiser HD201s and if you wanted to 
um, play a guitar, you went and took it off the wall, you plugged it in, and you plugged some headphones in, and you just jammed away, and they had one of every guitar there. Like, if we'd had more time, I, I was really disappointed I didn't get a picture next to the, uh, I really wanted an Instagram picture next to all of the offsets, because they looked incredible. That'd be your, be your dream. Um, Joe Branton's done a handy list of all the things that we saw. So yeah. should we go down and just explain them? And yeah. um, maybe you and Matt, because we split into two teams to cover this. Me and Jay went and did some stuff and you and Matty did some stuff. So yeah. if it's something that you and Matt covered, do you guys want to talk about yeah, it? Yeah, and sure. then me and Jay will talk about the things that we covered. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, that's that's what we did. We split into two video teams and we've got these videos coming out at the moment. We have. Uh, listeners. You would have, there, there are a couple up or maybe three up by the time you, uh, uh, this, yeah, this so podcast. Yeah, so at the moment out. we've got um, Ormsby and Flaxwood in yeah, one video. That was me, me and Matt did Ormsby, Flaxwood, Stonefield and yep. Cole Clark. We didn't actually speak about Cole Clark in the yep. video. And think. then me and Jay you went did and did Crimson. We went Crimson. and uh, spoke to Ben Bennett. from Crimson who yeah. uh, who is uh, our new best mate yeah, yeah we really like him he's uh, yeah, people will know him from his YouTube and stuff but do, you, yeah. do you want to talk about the um, first first few things that you and Matt saw yeah yeah sure okay um, well I guess first of all Matt we, we went and saw um, we went and saw the people that, that we went and saw Zoe and Chris at Zed uh, Music Distribution yep. and uh, they had I put a picture up of it on the Facebook group the, the one of the Ormsby's that they had uh, why don't yeah. you tell us about it so Ormsby were a brand that obviously has been fairly involved in the Guitar Nerds Facebook now. Um, Joe, you've been talking about them a little bit, and it was nice to actually go and see them. And the thing that I like about those guys is that they have a proper Australia where they do sort of one-off builds, complete custom builds, but they also build guitars at World Guitars in Korea, Korea which is where a lot of the kind of uh, Chapman, Schechter, uh, I think Reverend, like all these big mm-hmm. brands, they're like famous for making fantastic guitars. E2s, the ESP on, E2s. On mass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what they do is they basically design a body shape and then, which is sort of community driven in terms of like the color and some of the pickup specs. And then they just do those in limited runs. And then once they've done it, they'll like never do it again. Yeah. Yeah, because they've got such a massive Instagram following and such a massive social following, they basically say, right, we've got this run coming. Uh, they're going to be in this color, this color, and this color, and then they're gone. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. And so, so no, I I know from obviously being at, at GAC and we've just taken on Ormsby as a brand that essentially they release numbered runs. So at the moment, I think we're on num- run four i could be wrong run four something like that and as a dealer you get the opportunity to purchase 12 guitars from that run right and so you pick through the various finishes that are all that have all been community driven because they have a 3d guitar builder on their website and a lot of it kind of comes from from suggestions from there and ideas from the uh, the community from there which is great and and they're always trying really interesting new stuff and that's part of the gtr range which are the korean ones they also offer a custom a custom shop obviously and we saw matt one of uh, another guy called matt who works at ormsby um lets his copper finish um or oxidized copper finish hype machine uh ormsby at, uh out to ormsby for the show is that what it's called the hype machine that, that that's the name of that guitar shape yeah with a shock headstock is it and, yeah the Absolutely hype ridiculous yeah matt what you saw uh, that guitar Oh man, it was amazing. I, I mean, I got to play it as well, which was you know really lucky because I think though that particular guitar, they've done quite a lot of them. I think he said last time they did a run of custom ones, even though they're about five grand, they sold out in sixty six seconds. He reckons <laughs> what? That's insane. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, those copper finishes just the oxidized copper finishes just um, fly and then out. and that's an actual copper top, so it's a thin layer of oxidized copper on top. Um, really nice neck, felt really nice, fan frets. Just, I mean, I'm not that sort of player, so I don't necessarily get the best out of those guitars. But I could tell that if you're, you know, that kind of more technical, you know, guitar player they'd be amazing i mean they are expensive there's no denying it but you can feel the craftsmanship and the kind of work that's gone into it but for the people who want that same finish but not that expensive they actually do a like faux copper finish in these like limited runs as yeah, well which in the gtis out pretty and quickly. they are they are less than 1400 pounds yes for, for the yeah. the korean ones that's pretty good for isn't a, it? like it's a completely unique guitar i mean it's not you know it's obviously not custom shop it's coming out of the korean plant which we know is very high quality but it's still a mini run like they don't make many you know just about enough no. for for guitar shops to be able to order the few dealers that yeah, there yeah. are to be able to order 12 from a run that's not a lot so no. it, i um one thing i think i took away from this show is that there are some great, you know, UK builders out there. Or, you know, there are some great luthiers out there building custom instruments for decent money. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think, you know, you can spend three grand, four grand and beyond. But that's because these guys use much more exotic woods and you are paying for someone's much more hands-on time. Definitely. I think, definitely. you know, everything's... Can we... Can, uh... and, still do things you know on the cheap i suppose in, in a sense that you don't have to spend three grand to get a custom built instrument which i think is you know amazing and it was good to see a bit more of that first hand really yeah definitely yeah. Um, can jay and i talk a little yeah, bit about yeah, crimson yeah, here because, move on to crimson, well because it, there's very similar things going on here so um crimson who if people are listening to this they probably would have seen the luthierist um, which is uh, their YouTube show and their podcast as well. Um, it's Ben and I forget the other guy's name. It begins with an S. Yep, it does. Yeah. Um, That's as far as I can and take And so we spent a bit of time. We talked about them before and I've a little bit of a confession to make. When we talked about them, I think when you brought it up in Brand of the Week, Joe, Yeah. you talked about their detachable guitar. Double necks. Because that was when I was on my hunt for a double neck. It was. And I think I dismissed the brand entirely. Yeah. Mainly because I wasn't listening to what you were saying. Because I had seen their <laughs> guitars before. Um, yeah. I mean... Well, this is it. To be honest, when I was talking about Brand of the Week, it, about them on Brand of the Week, I was talking about their most ridiculous adventures. Because yes. I spoke about that. And also the... Um, I spoke about... Because they made a signature model for, uh, for uh, Mr. Fripp. Uh, so. Indeed, indeed. But having gone to the show, having seen the, the guitars in the flesh, and obviously, you know, connecting the fact that they do the podcast and they do this, you know, the Luthier series, um, and looking more at their site, I kind of get it. So, from Dorchester, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Built, built so, in Dorchester. Yeah, built in Dorchester. Um, there's three standard models. Yeah. The, uh, so there's the Descendant. Yeah. The uh, PAF. And then the PAF hollow body. Yeah, and Descendant, I think it's the reason it's called that. It's because it kind of looks like a telly shape, but sort of melted a bit, doesn't it? It's like it? an offset telly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, again, they offer, similar to Ormsby, they offer complete custom stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they offer a production range. <laughs> yes. Um, which I think the Descendants with, like, flame maple top yeah. and... Like 1,800 quid. Flame maple 
back of the neck, I yeah. think, uh, were eighteen hundred pounds. Which something is crazy. Those lines. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Is great. When you think maple neck, you do. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't a veneer on the neck. No, it wasn't. Just, it's just a flame. It's a piece of flame maple. Isn't if it? you um, if you watch the video, I I, I rewatched it uh, today. Um, after obviously doing the interview, <laughs> yeah. and um, because I'm a bit of a narcissist like that, nice. of course. Um, and uh, I um, I sort of didn't really catch it at the time or I didn't really appreciate what he said but he was like when I was like oh wow that um that uh that neck that flame looks amazing he was like yes I bought a tree yeah you yeah, sort of glossed I, over I, at the time I, I think really you just did. sort of laughed I, I did I, to, like I thought he was like joking no he no, bought no, an yeah. entire tree and then and then we sort of moved over we, we moved on and I was like Oh wait, no! He bought a tree. Yeah, because it's worth mentioning that the back plates are wooden as well. Those back plates look astonishing. The back pl- its hard to describe. The back plates kind of form part of the back of the body. You need to yeah. go to the website. It's and such see. great attention to detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he said that it was—he uh, said that it was like a, a two a.m. Um, eureka moment uh, yeah, you yeah. Know, jumped out of bed to go and finish off or something so they're made out of the same flame maple from what I can remember um, and yeah so the descendant range are you laughing because he said jump to finish it off yeah. jumped out of bed yeah, to finish yeah, it off yeah. I thought you were very Cl- good classic Bo Banton um, so he yeah so the descendants I thought were really cool like the standard models with the flamed finishes and stuff but for me that's too much down the Joe Branton school of new guitars completely yeah Um, and so the the other thing that they offer yeah is the uh, the Raw series indeed which is this is such a good idea so the Raw series are their their standard line guitars so the descendant um, the PAF or the PF maybe I don't think think they do a hollow yet and um, what what they do is they buy um, off cuts or diseased wood woods that you woods that like a normal sensible guitar company wouldn't use would go this looks ridiculous. Nobody would ever want to buy this. Yeah. So I'm not going to make a guitar out of it. Crimson go, this looks ridiculous. No one could ever possibly want to buy a guitar out of it. I'm going to make a guitar out of it and then I bet someone will buy it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the, they had some of those models there and they've got like, they're, they're like pieces of wood with with holes with like there was one with work with, with like worm. worm rot and yeah, yeah, yeah. and like chunks missing out of it and you know that's it, it's great like we we talked about it um we talked about that sort of character um a couple of years ago with, when Fender did that run of um oh yeah oh uh, made out of like the bridge and made the out of, yeah when they stuff. found like what yeah, was like, that called what was that run called uh, te- there was some telebration. There it was, wasn't a telebration. Which, which one? So the, the the redwoods. Yeah. yeah, like the ones that were built out of the barn doors. There was yeah. That yeah. Had the nail going. Through and there was like a two hundred best tellies. Yeah, there was like a two hundred year old bridge or something. Yeah. They made. And it's you know it's that sort of thing. You know you can really see that there's a bit of character. It's not just. Uh, and that's what I think a lot of these things are about. You know, it's it's not about a sort of, um, you know, uh, uh, production line. That's that's what that's what. That's where the premium comes from, you know. Yeah. That, that and so those guitars are fourteen hundred quid. Yeah, standard. Yeah. Um, the that one with the woodworm in it. I think the whole. I think we're going to meet up with Crimson at some point, and yeah. I might ask him if he might do us a special deal on that. Really? Yeah, that, that was, guitar. That was a great. So guitar. good. Yeah, but the necks still look incredible. Like um, Wenge. Yeah, Wenge necks. Yeah. Um, Why aren't all necks yeah, Wenge? That guitar is the, fantastic. The thing I like is that you'll never get. Um, as they say on their website, because you can pre-order a, a raw series for seven hundred quid, 
and basically it's because that no two will ever look the same yeah that's in body so shape, good. but then they'll never ever look the same because i think you know a part of the reason that fender obviously started using block colors way back was because they were using more wood and bigger bolder colors covered up wood imperfections but now it's something that kind of people are shouting about because it is and that's what we saw a lot of people using like wood bowls and like really exotic woods that give you way more character i think we saw one builder that they had a piece of wood from a tree from Kew Gardens that Queen Victoria planted. Who was that? Like, which which that was flame that guitars. That was flame, wasn't it? Oh yeah, mm. I really liked those guitars. Just they yeah, just great. use old Queen Victoria's tree. Yeah, yeah, easy. But yeah, I mean just to wrap up on Crimson, one of the other things um he was quite big on is like buying more obscure British woods rather than importing stuff. So we had a British elm guitar there. Yeah, that that which looked was, beautiful. Because British elm, I think a lot of that is kind of ravaged by uh, Dutch, Dutch elm disease. Elm disease yeah. yeah, so that's why it looked all like weird and figured. I think. Yeah, which yeah. Is why it looked that, all that like cut away and stuff. The, so. the other thing Ben also said he's going through a copper phase at the yes, moment. Yes, lot of uh, so there was a couple of guitars there. Some of them with like pressed copper tops, so they looked like um, sort of velvety. But also there was one there which. I can't remember what he said he'd done to it. It was like spackled copper. Do you remember that? It was yeah. a um, a path. It was hollow body. Path hollow body. He then blowtorched it. That was it. He blowtorched it, he, which is why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like okay, cool. Here's a, a a bonkers idea. I'll make a guitar with a copper finish. I mean, obviously not because a lot of people are doing it now. But you know, here's something that will appeal to five percent of the guitar playing population. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How can I make this even less desirable? Oh, I'll blowtorch it so it looks bananas. How, um, but, but it looked amazing. How long has he been a luthier? Did, did he? Did he say twenty years? I just no, wondered how long. Um, he, the- he said the company's been going four years. I think was that right, Jay? I'm, I'm sure. Not sure. Sure, he said something about four years. Um, and he's got like 20, 20 people staff, yeah. 20, 20 people, people on there. staff now I think there's like 8 of them that make the guitars mm. um, and everyone else is kind of um, doing bits and bobs doing the business side so of many of the guys that you know I think we spoke to especially me and Joe spoke to basically haven't been doing it very long like no. everyone's like relatively new there does seem uh, to be a bit of resurgence yeah, in, in British the U- guitar makers yeah. weird British made guitars seem to be uh, they're in yeah they're do you want to talk about another luthier that you saw uh, yeah sure or another Matt, another amp brand whatever you want to well, talk we about we can talk about a luthier Matt do you want to talk a bit about uh, Hathaway guitars that was quite an interesting one yeah they were the these guys were really good once again they've not been building guitars very long at all no. father and son team that build completely carbon fibre instruments Oh, I saw these. Oh, they they look great. They look sort of like yeah. super strat, double cut did, super yeah. strats. Yeah, like but an extreme yeah. double cut. So yeah. you get like full access like you do on an SG. Yes. Yeah, it was totally cool. Yeah. So it, they were like um carbon fiber neck and fretboard with carbon fiber body. Um obviously still got the metal parts like bridge and everything, but just a really different approach. And, you know, they were like the man hours that go into it are obviously pretty extreme because you can't use normal tools. They'd have to, they had to like manufacture certain tools themselves to kind of work with it. But it was a conscious decision they made from day one. It was like, we want to build a carbon fiber guitar. Um, and that was, they, they felt really nice to play. They were quite, they were pretty lightweight. I love um, the did, sort of mottled checker yes, of the so, fretboard. Yeah, I mean, it just had that great carbon fiber look. I mean, f- and the thing is, they were like, we're so new at kind of doing this sort of thing. We can sort of go down the customer route. We can talk about, you know, if you go to those guys, you can pretty much talk about anything you want. They're kind of open for designing it in any way. 
And unfortunately, as you know, as I said on a few of the videos, it's just it's not the best place to get an audio demo for the guys at home listening on the YouTube videos. But so many of these guys were so welcoming and like, oh, we'll bring one down to you or you can come to the workshop. And those guys are actually based in Teddington, which isn't far from me. So we said we might go and pick one up or they might come and drop one down that we can do a proper demo on it. They'd, uh, they'd actually just started doing a range of guitars with artwork just on the fretboard. Okay, of course. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, but it was great. It was kind of like um, Rorschach artwork all down the fretboard. Okay. Which was just so... Like, and, How was and, it? Because I'm trying to think, mate, doing a finish on carbon fibre. Yeah. Is it like inlaid into the carbon fibre? I don't know. Well, the paint, the paintwork was straight over. Okay. So I don't know if it's just polished in a certain way, if it comes out slightly more raw and then it's polished and buffed up i don't know if it comes out that kind of slick straight out of the out of the mold but yeah they i mean they said they could pretty much do any finish and it was they, i think i can't remember how long they said they've been doing it for now not very long at all no but it was they were great. Uh, go on, Matt. yeah so yeah they would they seem like they were kind of really keen to sort of do something a bit different which i kind of like um someone else doing something a bit different jay was um hj williams Yes. Who, uh, I guess he I was just seemed like a one-man operation, really. Someone I'd not heard of before, but some interesting guitars, some interesting ideas. Yes. Um, three models? Yes, there was the... Uh, the Evo was the his... Mojo? Yes. There was a model that looked a bit like a Strat. Which was more like a Super Strat. More like a Super Strat. Which was the Evo. There was a model that looked like a Les Paul that I think was called the 59 something like that yeah 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 uh and there was another model that i can't remember the name which of. i think he said he didn't have yeah maybe i think he just had 59s and the evo so evo was ver- 59 something like that or was it maybe no, no that, maybe that was 58 called, is that what it's called little 58 little 58 right, okay. yeah i've just checked uh, and it had uh, there was one that he had there that had like a a 24 karat gold he had uh, 24 karat gold plated leaf, leaf plate 24 leaf. karat gold leaf finish. Um, what? It was ridiculous. It was, and it wasn't bananas money either. I can't remember off the top of my Four head. Four and a half grand? I don't think it was even that much. Maybe it was actually. three and a half grand. I yeah. think it was two and a half grand for the Evo guitars, which were, so basically kind of Ibanez RG style. <laughs> Floyd Rose, right. um, uncovered Available pickups. in six or seven string. Yeah, six yeah. or seven string. Beautifully made, like just incredibly well built. Um, Matt, you've probably got some more spec there. Yeah, is it the... Um the Evo, yeah, it's just called the Evo. So he yeah. actually designed that way back in the mid-90s and yeah. then redesigned it in 2010. Um, so in terms of spec, you're looking at basswood body, figured redwood, which is why it looks so nice. Um, and they do either a black finish or, or tiger eye and black. So black back with a tiger eye top. Uh, all Goto hardware, Damasio pickups. I'm assuming if he's naming it Evo, he's going for that um Ibanez gem it was very much that sort of vibe it was like a because that's the name of Steve Steve Vai's number one gem yeah yeah Evo. yeah exactly um and I think his pickups were called the Evo or Evolution pickups or something weren't they so um yeah yeah so that was one option but yeah it was really that little 59 um that stood out that one that was just like 58 little 58, little 58 sorry that was gold plated or gold leaf just yeah. ridiculous mm. bit of guitar building and like you say 
I thought he was going to go, yeah, it's sort of like 10 grand. Yeah, same. Um, and it was surprisingly affordable. Consider, considering what it was, it was surprisingly affordable. And yeah. they were hand, I guess handmade so. in, I think he was from Carlisle, I think he said. Yes, Carlisle. I had it in my head, it was yeah, Carlisle, yeah, yeah. so north of England. So, um, that I suppose that's the thing. If you, um, I was going to say, if you go to these shows now, you can probably get these builds cheaper because these guys aren't as well known. It's once they start getting the word out... Uh, and then everyone wants one. That's when the uh, the prices go up. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, the only thing about that, the interview interview that we shot, Jay, there was still we did it while there was like other guitar playing going oh, on. Oh, so loud! And that would have been fine. Your voice was fine. Yes, and that's not something I normally say. Well, um, he had the. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quietest voice yes. <laughs> I think I've ever heard. So we did shoot an interview with him. Whether that will make it onto YouTube, I have no idea. I hope so, because they were very cool looking he was, guitars. And he was really interesting. He really, really was, interesting yes. to talk to. Um, but... I had the quietest voice I think I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, Joe Branton, do you want yes. to do, maybe do a couple more? Because yeah, that's, yeah. that's all Jay and I saw in terms of like UK luthiers. We oh, also okay. went to see Orange and we stopped by Marshall. And uh, there was an amp company. Uh, there was an amp company. We, we could talk Rift about Rift Amps. Yeah, we saw Rift Amps. Let's yeah. just do that quickly and then you can cover a few more bits. So sure, Rift, yeah. Rift Amps, um, I forget the chap's name. Um small British company with a range of eight or nine different models, I believe. No, 16 models. 16 models. 16 models. Uh, and as far as I can tell, all based off of fenders. fenders. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> down to, even down to the, like, the, the 
uh, the aesthetics and the badge and everything. I like, think I saw these. These were right at the front with the House of Tones. They were. Stand. They were. Yes. Yeah. They and were they're all so, like tweed. Yeah. Yeah, well, yes and no. Rich, that, orangey. They tweed. had like blackface stuff. I think oh, he does they? some silver oh. face stuff as well. Um, and they sounded absolutely phenom- phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, the the tweed one, which I guess is based on like um, a, a, a little champ, champ or something, or something oh. yeah. um, sounded incredible when someone was demoing there. Unbearably loud in oh, that show, so loud. show environment. So loud, yeah. Um, but on stage, I would imagine would be fantastic. Yeah, he was. Uh, from what I remember, he was saying like it sort of came from wanting because the fifty-seven champs were ten-inch speakers. I think something originally. like that. And I think he, I think from what he was saying I think before we went on camera, he was like, "Yeah, I wanted one, but I wanted a twelve-inch one, so yeah, I yeah. just made one." Yeah, yeah. And my mates liked it, so they asked me to make me. You know, and that's how that's how it sort of. I think he kind of like fell into it. I don't think he. From well, what I was he, gathering, he, he said he started making them in an airing cupboard. Yeah, um, <laughs> that he had basically taken the boiler out or taken the water tank out of, and that was his workshop. He'd stand outside the airing cupboard and build things in the airing cupboard, and that's his workshop. And now he's saying <laughs> that he he basically has got capacity to build one amp a week, and he's selling two amps a week. Um, so it seems to be going quite well but yeah it didn't blow me away because price wise they were still fairly expensive they weren't yeah I don't think they were quite as expensive as the Fender equivalent in fact I think they were probably the slightly less Um, but I didn't get the same blown away feeling I got from like Honey Boy, for example, where right, we were like, where it was like, oh, these are six hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah. Whatever yeah, yeah. six four nine or something yeah. ridiculous. They looked amazing though. Those they looked very very cool and they sound they really did sound astonishing. Yeah, yeah. They, um, and definitely one to look out for. I think. Yeah, definitely check them out on the, um, the site. Oh, sorry. I was going to say the one that I thought looked really good was their Plexi. Actually, their Marshall Bluesbreaker Plexi, which is the uh, Plexi eighteen, because it's only thirteen nine five. Oh wow! Which they, I they, think is actually cheaper than the Marshall equivalent. They didn't have that on display at the show. I think um, I didn't see it there unless you saw yeah. it, Matt, and it, we I missed just, it. I was just having a look on their on their website, but it, I mean, check it out on yeah. I think their website is riftamps.com. dot um, The the but quality of the right. Fender stuff that they were doing there was absolutely impeccable like that little champ just the way that it was tolexed and stuff and just the build overall seemed pretty premium for something that i think is less than the the fender equivalent so um yeah pretty spot on do do check out the site joe branton do you want to tell me about rabswood guitars well uh well actually i mean it it depends how much time i've got because we did we did go around a lot of the of the unique ones if you're going to pick two more things to talk about well i want to talk about stonewolf um, but I also think um, Reva or AC deserve an honourable mention. We should briefly mention Rabswood as well. And of course, we have to talk about the Sonus. Okay, well, let's do Stonewolf guitars first. Okay, cool. Uh, well, Stonewolf were probably the most eccentric custom shop brand there, I think. Probably just I mean, about. That's had saying it. something. There was quite a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Matt Knight, why don't you tell us a bit about yeah. Stonewolf? So, Stonewolf. Um, Oh, to be honest, I forget the guy's name. I met so many people. I'm just like, what was his name again? No, yeah. Um, but he was, they were all, there was a team of about five of them. They were all really nice people. And they have been building guitars. He started off as doing it as a hobby. Elf tour. And I thought for the quality of the stuff that he's doing, I honestly, I couldn't believe it. It was like so pro. Um, he doesn't even have a proper website at the moment. I think he's just got a blog spot and a Facebook and, and an, an Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, and yeah, so Stonewolf Guitars, but he builds like standard wood, 
he's also got really into doing Burl Woods with a injected polymer finish. It's so that he was, was saying the that like coolest a, thing. Yeah, so like a burl of wood is like a piece of wood that's like half flat, half curved at the back that's not generally big enough to make a whole body out of and it's usually like the end so it's kind of like pretty knurled and it's got like so he takes that sits it in a mold and then basically gradually fills it up with like lucite and then you get a basically a finished body that he then injects dye in so either clear or black so they're pretty like metal in their design I suppose they take kind of a little thing of like BC Rich perhaps uh, yeah. all fitted with bare knuckle pickups oh, that, but that like was the, the cool thing. they had they had glow-in-the-dark fret markers, which I thought oh, was amazing, so cool. uh, both side lane. and front. Um, and then, like, some of the, the necks were, like, a mixture of, like, ebony and rosewood, uh, all exotic tops. Yeah, and but the Purple Heart. He used Purple Heart a lot in the in the. Yeah, necks. Purple. Like, one of the fretboards was, like, five woods. Just ridiculous. Like, the actual fretboard was, like, five different woods. It was, like, really, for what he was doing, it was just him building it. I was, like, amazing. Oh, they were but so the good. Highlight the highlight was that signature was model. The, the signature model he'd built for his mate who plays in a Viking metal band. Of course. Which was, like, an explorer. A seven-string explorer. Uh, seven, uh, yeah, seven-string explorer where the bottom six strings were tuned B to B, like a baritone, and then the lowest string was a low fifth. But it was fretless from the 14th fret, no, 15th, 15th fret, fret upwards. So he could capo the 15th fret and then play the fretless part like a lute. Viking <laughs> metal band. Oh, my word. That is Joe, the coolest Joe, thing I've ever seen. Were, um, were the staff at the event centre all right with you changing your trousers in the, the toilets? Oh, because God. Yeah. I can imagine getting rather they, excited. Stonewall, yeah. Stonewall for really, So we saw... I think we saw Stonewolf when we went to the South of England guitar show as well. I don't think we went and like saw them. I no, think they look yeah. terrifying. So yeah. we avoided them. But they really do. These are like they're like Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, they're quite guitars, ridiculous. aren't they? You yeah. can imagine they're, they are giants. Bane they are for one. the they're for Viking metal bands and pirate metal bands. They, they've they've very much got that sweet broad appeal. Model. They've got that broad appeal, yeah. a broad they, sword appeal, if you will. Were, oh, no. <laughs> but they were so well made, and there were actually a couple of quite subtle ones um, as well. <laughs> no, there weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Subtleish. I I think they were, and they were incredible for the money because they were not. We we're not talking about a lot of money. Like we were sub two grand on most of them. I love Which, how you yes, said that's I not think a lot he's of money. Starting, I think no, no, for a UK custom shop. Yeah, I mean, his guitar started, I think he said, at like 1700 Yeah, which is... If great. you had an all-wood one. And then if you went for an epoxy one, which was like wood and uh, resin, it was like started at like 2-2, just because the amount of time that it takes to do it. But if you go to SW under, underscore guitars and have a look at some of the photos, you'll see the... On Instagram. Black resin and Bell's top one. Yeah, sorry, on Instagram. And it's just, it looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, they were incredible. They really do look good. Yeah. The um, the other brand that I want to mention, although we are we barely covered half, and I kind of feel like, I know we've got to go off and talk about some other things. We should try and talk about some, the, some of the others next week. I feel no, like next week on episode 100, oh, quiz. No, but we're going to miss out on loads of cool it's things. The quiz. There's so People much need more to, to talk about. Well, they need to look at the YouTube Like Matt videos. Amp were there. We saw... We saw Matt and they had the green. That was really cool. 
Well, I'll just briefly mention some some others in that okay, case. Okay, let's do one more that you want to talk about in depth okay. and then some honourable mentions. Okay. So and then we'll do some questions because we always forget to leave enough time for questions. So you know how I love travel guitars. <sighs> so we went, Mark and I nearly went to this this brand. And well, we yeah. did go to them. We well, talked so we, to them. So this is, this is I'm, I'm just going to jump in. Yeah, yeah. Jump in. Thunder. We went to, Mark and I were looking at the uh, the Sonus um, uh, stand. Uh, I know, like we know, Sonus through their weird, like expression effects. Yeah, um, the wahoo. The, yeah, the wahoo was uh, was always a, a fan favorite, and we went there to go and check them out. And we, you know, we'd never met anyone from Sonus, and you know, they didn't know who we were, obviously. So we we just went and introduced ourselves. And um, he was like, "Oh well, I mean, if you're more guitar orientated, maybe you'd like to see this travel guitar that we've got." And uh, as soon as he said and that, I went, I went, no, no, not really. No, 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 not. Uh, well, yes, that is what happened. But um, <laughs> in a slightly more subtle way. Yeah, absolutely. But the reason that we said no um, was more to do with not because of our disinterest, but because we knew that you would absolutely love it. Oh my and God. I really did think I felt a bit bad because I thought I thought that the uh, the the chap whose name I can't remember. He was James. Do- Dr. James. Dr. James. Yeah. Um, well, I did think he thought we were fobbing him off slightly, which wasn't the intention, uh, but it was just like we knew you would be super excited. Anyway, I'll let you... I'll let you oh, I was so excited. So I'm constantly on the hunt for the ultimate travel guitar. <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> what? Nothing. Yeah. I think I found the ultimate travel guitar. Go on. So Sonus, it was only a prototype. And I'm going to upload some video footage onto our Instagram and probably the Facebook group to explain how brilliant this travel guitar was. So, when they've made this travel guitar, they've thought about what is everything that a guitarist needs from a travel guitar. Well, firstly... Something that folds up and you can put it in the bin. (laughs) Folds up is part of it. I was going to come to that last, but let's go for it first. It folds up. So the entire neck is on a pivot so the guitar uh the guitar moves around so it's not it's not forward it doesn't fold into itself it folds round these strings themselves are um are kept under a bar on the on the nut so the strings won't you know, won't you know fall out everywhere yeah. and you can unclick and unclip the guitar and fold it round into itself it's like so a, that it packs it's like away a flick into, knife yeah like that's, a flick knife yeah that's, that's, the, that's the sort of thing yeah but you can just immediately fold it out and it's there and it's playable and and you know what do you need travel guitars for writing so what have they done onboard looper with a start and a stop a little red button and a little green button for sort of which one does play which? And I don't I couldn't tell you couldn't no, tell you okay. who knows a, I imagine yeah, we'll just no, record no, yeah <laughs> um, but yeah so uh, a, a, a built in um, built in drum machine no 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 it's it's not it's, a Vox Apache yeah exactly well, it's not the, a Vox what, Apache what what um what outputs does, does it have? Well, to pray, pray exactly, tell. exactly. Outputs-wise, you might want to record. So it's got a USB output, as well as a mini jack for 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 your headphones, as well as an ordinary one, and a built-in tuner. Of course. And, and what else? MIDI. It does have. Did it have MIDI? It had MIDI out. It yeah. did. It yeah. had. It had its. Uh, it had the G2M MIDI out, so you could basically go MIDI into any. Well, anything that would take basically um, would accept note velocity MIDI in, 
and then plug it in. So you could even plug it into like your computer and into guitar tabbing software, and as you played, it would tab it for you. Oh my it, goodness! It really was. I mean, it was it was Sonus all over, really. In the it was um, stupid. Well, no, stupid probably Brilliant. wasn't the word I was going to go for. What I was going to go for was like incredibly niche yes you know like they, their expression pedals are not for the faint-hearted and this guitar is not for the faint-hearted either um so yeah really weird it is, it's 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 kind of them just saying this is everything that we make in one instrument yeah absolutely how basically how portable you can do it because they're not even sure whether it would even ever make it to market it's more a showpiece, like, like a, a an example of their capabilities. You know, yeah. Um, but the 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 kind of the Wahoo and the volume, which are their two pedals, are really good because when I was talking to the other guy about the volume pedal, he was basically saying, we, in one unit, we wanted to do everything that we could possibly think you could do with volume. We wanted to make sure it was available. Did in they that unit? So compression, compression limiting. Uh, tremolo it's yeah everything was in there basically did they give any indicator on price of this travel monstrosity not, no no they didn't it's very no. very no, early it's days. really early days it looked very very unfinished i must say yes but, but it was totally awesome do you want to do a couple of honorable mentions yeah, and then sure. we'll dive headfirst into the pool that is questions cool okay well yes also we we had a chat with um ac guitars who are actually a bass um, Luthier, AC a, 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 a sort of relatively AC famous bass. Scottish uh, Luthier who who make really really like awesome like eight month lead time now. That's okay. how that's how backed up they are for orders. They've launched uh, Reaver guitars. Okay, so they're a bass brand called something guitars. AC, AC guitars. guitars. Yeah. Are you They've trying lost, to explain this to me lost, while I was driving? Launched a guitar brand yeah. called Reaver guitars. Yeah, exactly. I struggled to sort of find the site and stuff when I was trying to tag them and just ended up tagging AC guitars anyway Okay, but um, they had a, a bit of both he had his AC stuff and he had his Reaver stuff but what was super cool is he's just released a kind of Strandberg Ormsby Goliath style headless um, model which Matt you got to see a bit of that yeah what is it called the compact with a yeah K. that's right yeah yeah I just think it's it's nice that people are going down that kind of time and the way that kind of guitar playing is going for a lot of people. Those sort of designs really work better uh, for tuning and for kind of the technique that people are using. Those guitars work way better. Um, you know, like I say, for someone like me, who's not really a great player but you know kind of enjoys playing a Les Paul or a Fender's always going to be fine I don't think I'd ever move that way but there are a lot of more modern progressive players and for the money he, I mean he said that they're normal I think they start at 1999 yeah that's which right, is yeah. still cheaper than some of the Strandbergs and their custom made because a custom made Strandberg I think starts like three grand in their like Japanese factory yeah blimey so they were still incredible value for money yeah um, and it's yeah once again it's like called exotic wood so it's a chance to kind of get something with tonal woods that probably most companies wouldn't bother offering um and Black i think it's because these luthiers was have the was the one that he he offers a lot and it's very hard to get hold of which is actually part of the reason for the eight month lead time wow guitars. so wait for the tree to yeah. grow yeah um and he he said he actually builds stuff in batches so he'll build like 
loads of bodies then loads of necks and stuff like that but you can like customize certain specs about it but you can't do a completely like drawing and he'll copy it but he'll like no he has a series of shapes and you can sort of custom within that you can define woods do you, um, do you want to talk about one more thing? Yes, yeah, sure. The the other thing I think we should definitely mention is that um, Mark Base and DV Mark were there. Yes. And they were there with a new head that was at NAM, but we, we haven't really spoken about. And still, really, other than like a couple of, actually only one NAM video, no one's really spoken about them. And okay. the fellow that was there from Italy for Mark Base and DV Mark said that they'd only like start launched them six days ago but then i mean i don't know where he launched them because they're not on the internet yet. <laughs> no, he just launched one he just yeah. put it on a catapult and launched it yeah, clearly but um they released a dv mark and mark base head both called the evo one yeah um again matt knight you got to check this out quite a lot and these when were we, when Sorry, I was going to say, when we did the video, um, we kind of mainly focused on the guitar stuff because the yeah. bass stuff, we're going to try and cover at the bass show. Yeah, next week. Next week. Really, yeah, but the, D- um, the DV Mark, I think, the DV Mark Evo 1 was was a really interesting piece of guitar kit. Yeah, because it's basically, and I think, you know, they've kind of taken the feedback from a lot of people is, love the multi-amp, I love Kemper, I like Axe Effects, but what I hate is menus. But I want different op- different amp modeling options so you can basically plug it into your computer it's got the same inbuilt technology as the multi-amp but you can only load six amps into it uh 12 because it's control. got two channels oh 12 two channels but yeah six six amps per channel and then it just works like normal a normal amplifier yeah so you, which I thought was great also, you load- so you can split between those two channels on the flick of a button like you would a clean and a crunch channel can't you also blend you the can two channels also together? blend the two channels. only on the base only on the base one yeah only okay. on the base one not on the guitar one um but i thought that was that was a really nice that was yeah a really nice i think touch i think a sort of minimized of time, that's all you're going to use yeah definitely a minimized version of the multi-amp or you know like a kemper or an axe effects or positive grid like a minimized version of that is a great idea because that is one of the you know the things putting me off going for positive grid is that there is so much involved in actually tailoring your sound like if there's something you don't quite like about your sound where do you go to change it like do you go into the valve menu the preamp menu the yeah. the, the power amp yeah. do you change the head completely so well, much stuff yeah there's too much stuff and i i love that they've that they've minimized it it's still got all the versatility of those amps but cut down really usable they've thought about its application live which is of course the one thing none of these amps think of like yeah, helix yeah. and positive grid especially like really hard to manipulate those things live um this amp is totally live use friendly and the best bit is about 700 quid yeah it's cheap that's that's yeah. gonna be this is a game changer the have, evo one i'm i can't believe you're saying nice things about. about mark base i have to say really likes know, it with all this stuff so this this stuff that kicked off with the oscars that the oscars was broadcast last night and that you know this thing where they they got the, they read the name out wrong and like everyone's saying it's like a mad plot twist <laughs> my favourite my uh, the, my favourite plot twist my favourite M, M. Night Shyamalan plot twist of 2017 is when Joe Branton starts gigging Mark Bass when he buys one uh, it Mark Bass Mark Bass rigs when it's just like it's that's that's absolute peak Joe Branton well I'm gonna I'm gonna go try it out at the bass show next week but £700 for 
and I was thinking about getting a positive grid, you know, and this is this is like a live application version of that for £700. That is super cool. Listen I'm to excited. Listen to it. Now he comes is, crawling back. Yeah, absolutely. No, 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 absolutely. No, 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 he's going no. to isolate this little nice little segment that he said and send it over as a, as a way to try and get an endorsement. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, <laughs> now, you know we like to be positive normally on the Guitar Nerds podcast, but before we end this segment, Joe, uh, Joe, Jay, um, we Joe J Simpson. Um, we should shout out our um, worst booth, um, which is the uh, we should talk about Tokai. So, uh, yeah. I <laughs> I don't really know what happened. We we went over to go and wait. Wait, you went over. You we, went to talk to them. We yeah. went over to go and talk to them uh, to find out sort of what the deal was, and. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they knew really. They were wearing they were wearing like a all white, all white like mixture between like a I don't know. They looked a bit like they were. It was very odd. I got a very weird vibe. Yeah, I, it was kind of like they turned up dressed up. I don't know, like you would to a some sort of car sales thing. It was a bit weird. Yeah, they they had like Tokai uniforms on. So we sort of went up and said to them like, "What's going on? Like, do you want to talk to us?" And what did the lady say? She said, um, "I think it's better that you don't talk to me because I don't know anything." And that then, was, like, I'm paraphrasing, but that's more or less what it was. And the uh, the other the other person who was there was sort of busy, so we went, "Oh, we'll just come back in a bit." And we didn't because very weird vibe. And th- the thing that really confused me about Tokai is like. You know, you, you they're like still a, well, they're they're like a relatively, relatively sort of high end Chinese company, like right. relatively high. Well, Japanese originally, but nowadays Chinese company. Whereas, like you know, so they're doing like a vintage thing or a Harley Benton thing, but like the guitars are exactly the same. There's no different. Like the 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 Strat copy looks exactly, exactly like, like a Strat. Strat. The Les Pauls yeah. look exactly like a Les Paul. You know, there's no there's no change to the headstock. I don't know how they're getting away with it. And if they're now really like doing a bit more of a push, yeah, it I've seems always very about weird. them as a slightly dodgy copy company. Well, they were because they were they were Ibanez. They were like the yeah, Ibanez, Ibanez. Yeah, 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 lawsuit yeah. type cop- company yeah, yeah. originally, weren't they? But um, but the, yeah, the, they've very... always been known to be very good, and I was like wanting to go up and chat to them and get a demo, maybe. And then, yeah, meeting the booth representative was not a great experience. It was I don't bit... know what they were thinking. Yeah, I do want to get myself a Tokai like, uniform. That is, though that is all that event is there for is white... so that you talk to people about your product. White branded Tokai t-shirt and white jeans. I'm into it. In uh, in it's like, like th- they just hired a marketing company to do I, it. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened. But yeah. on a slightly more positive note. Um, and I'll just talk about this very briefly. Um, so Gordon Smith were there with Blackstar. Yeah. Um, and I think there's some sort of link there now, um, which is great. You know, again, yeah. Bla- uh, Gordon Smith getting a bit of a, you know, being dragged back from the depths of... Uh, of being of, not a brand of, anymore. Of disappearing. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden at a major guitar show. And, and I, they thought had, that was, I thought that was great. They had something like 8, 10, 12 guitars on display they and they all looked absolutely including left handers and stuff yeah. yeah it was all so good. you know that was that was really great to see you yeah, know really it's, it's it's because it, it was a shame when it looked like they were about to disappear yeah. and uh and they didn't so yeah. that's, that's got to be the best quality 700 pound 
you can They're spend. very good. Yeah, all the Shergold. Shergold's nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about UK brands back from the yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shall we, uh, we got time for maybe one or two questions? Matt Knight, are you back with us? Your line dropped out for a second. I am indeed. Yeah. I've been listening. No, Intently. I haven't. No, Intently. I have. Okay, so let's dive into some... Questionable men. Um, Joe says, "What's your make gooder pedal?" I think the actual term is make gooder. Yeah, gooder. Um, but we can go around that. Let's go around the table. Matt Knight, what's your your favourite make gooder? Um, that's a tricky one because I've had a lot of them. <laughs> um, I still like, although I haven't had one for a while, I still like the Pictronics Class A Boost. Yes. I thought it was very good. Or the uh, Zvex Super Duper Two in One, my kind of probably two all-time favourite clean boost slash make. Is the two in one a nice. boost? Is two in one just a clean boost? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Jay Cross. So I've been thinking about this a lot since Joe uh, posted this. Um, Popatic. Popatic. <laughs> um, since he since he posted this on the group, and. Um, I uh, I think the answer would be for me the Bossari Twenty because it does just makes everything sound better. However, I'm a bit frustrated because I've, I I thought back to what I would consider a real eye-opening moment for me and what I would consider to be the original Make Gooder a pedal, okay. which was the Pigtronics Class A Boost. Yeah. When when we plugged that in, the first time we plugged that in with a um, an eighteen volt power supply, I just I, I honestly don't think I'd ever heard the guitar, the electric guitar, sound that good. Yeah, it was it was really really hard. and it, and so this would have been what Matty two thousand and two thousand and ten. We start we got those into the shop. Maybe, yeah, and, and I think it was one of the, it was one of the definitely one of the first things we talked about on the podcast. Yeah. What well, basically, as you say, like coined the term. So, yeah, I mean, it must be a good six years now. Yeah, maybe it was Somewhere. a little bit later. Maybe it was a little bit later than that. But yeah, two, 2010, 2011. Really just like, and it again, they're a brand that have sort of disappeared a little bit, which is a real shame because they were, for a while, they were doing some absolutely great pedals. Bo Banton? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> um, yeah, it's tricky. Like four pedals spring to mind, okay. four separate pedals. Uh, two Boss and two MXR. Um, These are bass focused, I take it. Well, yes. But some R- of them. RE20. <laughs> no, uh, for Boss, um, and it sort of would seem the most obvious for me to point out compression as a, as a make gooder for bass, because I think it's an essential. Uh, and I think Boss's new BC1X, the bass compressor, is the best bass, the best compressor I've ever used. Okay. And, and yeah, that, that adds. Um, kind of a sparkle to your sound in the same way that I think of the MXR microamp, which is one of the other ones that I think is a real essential make gooder a pedal yep. for bass. Like Flea uses a microamp uh, at the end of his chain for everything, and um, and yeah, it's just they they add that sort of sparkly grit without it driving, which I just think is is priceless. The other MXR one is the Dynacomp, which I think is just like the most quintessential compressor. I've sort of moved away from those squashy ones recently but um yeah the dynacomp i think is and maybe is getting a bit under there's so much compression out there and everyone's moving towards multiband i think the dynacomp's maybe not being used as much as it was but the dynacomp is a totally like 
just everything will sound banging with a with a Dynacomp. And the last one, which is a really weird one, which is kind of not something you'd think of as a make gooderer, but really is on all the new stuff that I've been playing since I've got one, is the Boss VB2W, the vibrato. Okay. Yeah, I know, but I virtually don't turn it off on on all my bands. I think that speaks stuff. more about you and your um, ridiculous music than it yeah, does about yeah, the VB two. Yeah, probably. But it's just a totally it, like you can be like I only ever used the standard setting on. I never used the custom, but yeah. I found that with all the Wazacraft pedals. Like I'm sure if you're doing maybe it's if you're a guitarist, you might use the custom stuff. But but bass effects tend to be in general they need to be more subtle anyway. But yeah, just on the standard setting, you can make that sort of wobble quite, you know, wobble. not not overpowering. Yeah, That's wobble, wobble, wobble. Is that a word? Wobble. What is it good for? Oh, wobble. Can I say wobble <laughs> instead? Yeah, just say wobble. Oh, That's cool. I'll keep with that. Wobbles wobble, but they don't fall down. <sighs> yeah. Well, anyway, but yes, a nice subtle VB two W, I think, and and you know, vibrato hugely underestimated. Make gooderer. Yeah. Um, I think it's difficult to have it on all the time but no, I disagree yeah. I'm going to go with uh, obviously the Dunlop Echoplex preamp we oh, talk about that yes. all the time but in more recent uh, stuff that we've demoed again I'm going for back to the compression well um, the JHS uh, I forget what it was Pulp called now Peel. Pulp and Peel the orange Pulp one Peel. which is a version 4 brilliant brilliant sounding compressor um, that I think that you could use with super clean stuff you could use it with drive to fatten things up um, just a really really good make good that you could definitely leave on Hold all the, the time. Hold the phone. Jay Cross didn't say the harmonic percolator. He did not. I didn't, no. Would you leave that on all the time, though? No. No. Why not? Because it sounds... Because it's nasty sounding. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds horrible. In a good oh, way. Right. I mean, it sounds horrible in a good way, but yeah, I mean, it sounds dreadful. Right. Um, I, I tell you the other thing that I did think of there, though, that, um, that was another real watershed moment for me, was the, um, the Empress Buffer. Oh yeah, Good when shout. that first came out, the you know a, a pedal that you don't turn off, it's just a buffer. Yeah, um, really, <laughs> really opened my eyes to what, um, you know, what a buffer was, what a buffer could be, and um, uh, you know, in 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 another way, why true bypass pedals are dumb and for dummies and losers. Talking about dummies and losers, it's time to wrap up this podcast. <laughs> yeah, Descri- describes Fuck. us. Us aptly. Can I add? Go on. Can I add one bit of news? Go one on. tiny bit of news. You're not leaving the podcast. Of, no. Yeah. I'm just. Uh, I'm leaving. <laughs> um, as of the 27th of February, with this podcast being recorded, Sorry, what month? If you listen to it as a 27th of February. What do you think I said? He said February. Okay, that might have been an internet glitch. Oh. Go on. Um, Andertons currently have a second-hand. Fender Cyber Twin for £299. Don't I recommend at least one person goes out and buys possibly the greatest damn. Do not do it. And wait, then, wait, what then, is the Cyber Twin? And then donates it to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is the Cyber Twin? Fender Cyber Twin SE amp is Fender's best guitar amp. A 2x12 combo with tube preamp, reconfigurable analog and digital circuitry with motorized knobs. <gasps> awful. <laughs> Bloody awful. Finished him. It was in my um, top. Motorized. Uh, was in my top five guitar fails uh, video on YouTube. Oh, anyway, yeah. 
we are well over time we need to wrap this up thank you so much for listening we are going to go and record the Patreon episode um, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds um, we have opened it up to the Facebook group as to what they want us to talk about each week uh, and this week the winner of that poll was the worst delay no, no. the worst pedals the worst pedals ever we are yeah. going to talk about the worst pedals ever over on the Patreon episode this week patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds whereas from as little as one dollar a month you can support guitar nerds at one dollar uh, a month you get the uh, regular podcast episode ad free and earlier than normal um at five dollars a month you get the extra half an hour where we're going to talk about the worst pedal ever um and you also get access to all the previous um patreon episodes so that's about 60 hours something like that plus the mini series branton's ranton the upcoming J Cross series where he talks to record producers about how to get good guitar tone what's that called cross fader cross fader cross talk we haven't decided yet i'm cross with J cross something like that you're in the crosshairs of the Excuse danger me? zone <laughs> um, something like that um, that's the $5 a month tier. and at $10 you become one of our executive backers like these people have uh, what song should we do this week Derek Rich Chris Connors Andy Joyce Steve Merkel Blair Toms Carlos Mancha Andrew Marco Mark Cross JD Short Andrew McKenzie Brad Page Paul Corrigan Jack Godfroy Will Blair Scott O'Brien Matt Gwine Phil Thompson Laurie Anstis Moot Gravit Colin Anderson Yeah Patreon um, That was good Well done Except you said Andrew Macro's name wrong For the millionth time No I didn't You did His name's Andrew Macro Not Andrew Marco No Yeah that's how it is Brad Pitt Is on there too Tony Blair Tom's Tony Blair I don't care so I would say your names However I want Indeed, um, and maybe <laughs> Bo Banton is revenge. Yeah, totally. I want um, Bo Banton to so become a patriot. You can find Guitar Nerds in all the usual places: the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum, um, on Twitter at Guitar Nerds, on Instagram at Bo Banton. Um, <laughs> but how many times can we say at Bo Banton, at Bo Banton, Bo Banton at Bo Banton? Thanks very much. We'll see you next week. Bo. Episode 100, Bo. Bye. Bo. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.